Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. It's the Capitals and the Blue Jackets tonight from Columbus. A long break awaits after tonight before the stretch run begins. And Joe B stops by to chat as the Caps looking to get back in the win column. Good morning, everybody. Today is Tuesday, January 31st. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way. In a Capital One Arena, 60 minutes of hockey is all that separates the Capitals from the All-Star break and the bye week, as Washington looks to finish the month of January on a high note. After a humbling 5-1 loss in Toronto and two blowout losses in the last four games, the Caps are hoping that a strong effort against the last-place Blue Jackets are the cure for what ails an offensively challenging time for Peter Laviolette's team. No goals at 5-on-5 in Toronto. Two goals or fewer in four straight and eight of their last 11. And a 5-7-1 record in January with tonight's game pending. February will have to be better for the Capitals to stay relevant, but that is 11 days away with the team's all-star break and bye week lasting until February 10th. As for tonight, the plan, get two points, hold down a playoff spot at the break, and regroup for what promises to be a challenging stretch run toward the Stanley Cup playoffs. Today on the show, Joe Beninati is here to discuss all of that and more, and also a visit in Toronto to the broadcast booth from Wayne Gretzky. All right, so one day until the break, Joe Beninati joining us here this morning. You guys got to do something really cool in Toronto. Some guy named Gretzky stopped by the booth, and I just happened to look over. First intermission, ducked my head in. I was like, wait a minute, look at this. John, I'm calling a game, and I'm all focused on the ice, and somebody starts grabbing at my arm, and I see that Craig's involved with something peripherally. I'm calling the game. I'm focused on what's happening on the ice. And somebody's grabbing my arm, trying to shake my hand. I'm like, who are you, you fool? Oh, it's Wayne. Hi, Wayne. <laughs> I shake Gretzky's hand. We keep going on and on. There's a commercial stoppage. I turn, and can we get you for... And he's like, yeah. And he, he, I guess he went and jumped on with TSN and then came back with us with about 30 seconds bef- left in the period. So I'm on, on the talkback button with our producer, Ryan Billy, because we're getting ready to throw to studio for yesterday. It would have been Alexa Landestoy and, and Al Koken. And I'm like, we got Wayne. We're not, we're not leaving Wayne, are we? And he's like, no, we'll make it work. So we turned around and, and did an impromptu, really special kind of conversation with a great guy who's always been very kind to, uh, to us wherever we've been, whenever he's been either as a player or as a coach or now as a colleague in the broadcast business. He's always been super with us. And it was fun to have that conversation with him, but totally unscripted, out of the blue, unexpected, but immensely fun to do. And I think people realize for the shows when it's not just sitting down and talking about what's
what's in front of us. There's a lot of prep that goes into it. There's a lot of homework that is done. So to have something like that just kind of fall out of the sky right in the middle of it, that's not the easiest thing to do. No, you and I are the same in that manner that you like to, oh, you're having Wayne Gretzky on? Get an idea, a train of thought, a line of questioning. And if I had the chance to do it again and we were doing a formal sit-down, you would put pen to paper or give it some thought as to where you'd like the, the interview to go. This was completely ad hoc. I understood Alan May is with us on the, I was on the trip with us to uh, Toronto and Columbus, and I understood that Mayday was saying, you know, Gretz is going to be in the building. Well, I had no idea that he was going to pop in the booth. Yeah. And once he did, like I said, completely unscripted, and I hope we did it well. He's been very kind to us in the past. He was very complimentary, which we appreciate. But I genuinely get the sense from him that he's rooting for Alex to surpass that record, which we once thought was unbreakable. And it's really cool when the game's greatest player of all time is in your corner. So Alex should feel awfully good about that. Turns out that was the highlight of the day in Toronto. Not a good one for the Caps. They give up four in the second period, end up losing 5-1. to one. It was a good start, it seemed like, where you withstand the first 10 minutes, where they had the speed, even without Austin Matthews, and you come out one nothing ahead, you're thinking, okay, this is the way you want this thing to go. And then, unfortunately, in the second period in Toronto, the roof caved in and the wheels came off. Yeah, I think you and I need to get together and figure out how to get their offensive game back. No even strength goals in Toronto. Struggling to get to two in any of their losses recently. It's just uh, almost automatic that if they're two goals or less, they're going to lose that game. And for, for me, it's a matter of generating some offense again, getting that connectivity back between the top players and the guys who are on the third and fourth line who are diggers and pluggers. That's where all of a sudden, you know, you don't miss them till they're gone. You don't miss Nick Dowd till he's gone. Nick was producing on that fourth line, and obviously he jives so well with Garnet Hathaway. It's not that Lars Eller doesn't, but the productivity has been down since we've lost Nick in that sense from the from the bottom six perspective but I, I'm more concerned with the guys who should be scoring each and every day and at least generating chances make it difficult on enemy defenders make it difficult on enemy goalies that's not happening right now and they need to find a way to maybe simplify the offensive attack I know you hear it always pucks to the net pucks to the net sure but do it with a purpose and, and get guys to the front of the goal for rebounds and tips hi there's Tom Wilson's main perspective and you don't have Tom. Power play concerns. You don't have John Carlson at the top. Not that Gustafson hasn't been doing well with that, but you know you are missing key people in, in key situations. Joe, those are excuses. I, I'm not trying to just come up with excuse after excuse. I think now that you've crossed the 50 game mark, you need to get that offense ratcheted up where they know they can be. There is one game left here in Columbus and then 10 days off. This January has not been kind after what was a terrific month of December. And now I feel like there's this mental hurdle where you got one game to go. Columbus is easy to overlook at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, but this team can't afford to do that. Columbus nearly beat them earlier this month at Capital One Arena. And I hope that that's in the back of their minds for this one, only because you need these two points badly given the way that this Eastern race has shaped up here. Oh, you, you don't really don't want to lose to a team team that's 20 some odd points behind you in the standings that's firmly in the basement in the division although the two games that we've seen have been a tale of two very different games right the game in Columbus was a blowout in Washington's favor the home game was anything but in a one nothing nail biter the the game winning goal I believe came in the first three minutes and there was nothing after that Uh, so what kind of a game are you expecting I I know that Columbus is going to try and battle its tail off Uh, it, it just seems like they might be undermanned at the moment 
but their effort level is going to always be, I think, reflective of their head coach. Larson was always a guy who, who gave you everything, who was a grinder, who was the ultimate kind of worker, warrior type. And I think he's imposed, impressed that upon his players to do so. So they don't have the guns that Washington has, but they're playing everybody tough. They're playing everybody hard. I would hope, if you're a Caps fan, that you'd see Washington score again early and often, and maybe Columbus checks out and goes and leaves early for the All-Star break. If the Caps do that, uh, shame on them. They, they cannot squander these points. Knowing what we know about the schedule coming back from the break and the remainder of February after the All-Star break, you just can't lose two points that you're most definitely the prohibitive favorite in that game. Just looking over the horizon and leaving it here with this, the first five games out on the other side. After 10 days off, you go to Boston to face the number one team in the league. You've got a back-to-back and a home game against San Jose, a team that will be playing when you aren't, and that's just the way the schedule breaks. San Jose, their break fits different. Then you've got two games with Carolina, one at home, one it will be outside at Carter-Finley Stadium, and then in between that, you got a game of the Florida Panthers who are coming. That is a tough five-game stretch in just over a week's time once you come out of the break. I don't want to say it's season-defining, but boy, it is a period of time that you better get a lot of points to try and stay relevant in the race, because if you don't, you know Buffalo's coming, you know Florida's coming, the Islanders have even gotten a couple of wins in a row now. There are going to be teams winning. you got to keep winning here in the next even when you come out on the other side here. We've been around this group long enough, and I think you and I are of the same mindset that with respect to a schedule like that, that will sharpen the focus of this group. And if it doesn't, it could be season-defining. But I would think that they will look at the big picture. The staff will look at the big picture, the coaching staff, that is, and explain, fellas, this is a make-or-break time. You've gone through one of those make-or-break times, and you did so really well in December. A very long trip that a lot of us were saying gloom and doom turned out to be okay. And it was a spark that led to a great month. Perhaps... This is the stretch that you're looking at with an extremely difficult schedule card in front of you that will narrow the focus, that'll heighten their ability levels and and get them back on the level that we know they can reach and, and keep them relevant well into March and April. If they falter and February is a flop in the way that January was not that great, then you could be looking at a pretty long spiral to the end of the season. We don't want to think that way. I have a feeling that this group... The veteran group, the core leadership group will buckle down and say, now's the time, guys. There he is, Joe B. See him with Craig Lachlan on NBC Sports Washington tonight as the Caps close out the pre-All-Star break portion of its schedule. Just 29 games left after tonight. All of them will be important as Washington looks to make the playoffs for the ninth consecutive season. It's the Capitals in the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight at 7, 6.45 air on 106.7 a fan and Caps Radio 24-7. Heard at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great game day Tuesday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.